Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mother Other, a place to share conversations with the mothers who continue making their mark on the world whilst navigating the demands of motherhood. My name is Amy Pearson and I am your host. You may have noticed this is a bit of a shorter episode than usual. I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear that this was yet again interrupted by my baby halfway through, but we also had some technical issues this time. There's a bit of a time delay thanks to a bad internet connection and after my son woke up, once we continued the call, the recording gear malfunctioned on me. So the second half is not recorded the way it usually is, but thankfully we had a backup through my computer, hence the terrible audio quality. In saying all of that, this was a huge learning curve for me. I realized that I have taken this project on super fast since the idea sparked, guns blazing, and I haven't really stopped to take a breath since. I've been getting back into my freelance work head on since having a baby, breastfeeding around the clock, full-time parenting my almost six-month-old with no family nearby, trying to maintain a social life, and add to that, carving out hours of my evenings and weekends to interview, record, edit, and produce this podcast. But I absolutely love it. And without this project, I don't think I would feel as connected as I do to life outside my baby orbit. So I've decided to publish episodes fortnightly rather than weekly for the time being, which explains the hiatus last week. But I do hope to go back to weekly as soon as I can. To help with this change, I've gone and created a Patreon page. So if you love the show and you want to hear more, or you'd just like to show a bit of support to a hardworking mum, head to patreon.com slash mother other, or click the link in our Instagram profile, and you can support me, mother other, for as little as a dollar a month. Now that the boring stuff is out of the way, back to today's show. I am so thrilled to share today's guest, Emma Peel. You may have seen or heard Emma if you live around Melbourne. She's a local radio personality, most commonly on PBS and Triple R. Plus, she's a DJ, MC, a copywriter, co-curator of the Reservoir Stomp, and a mum. She's also an absolute style icon with an incredible retro home adorned with vintage gear. She has been featured on TV multiple times, along with fun publications like Frankie's Spaces Coffee Table Book, which I'm sure a lot of you have on your coffee table as do I. Emma and I discuss being creative mums, the changes of people's opinions of her DJing whilst pregnant and after having her babies, the way the music industry deals with motherhood, which <clears throat> is not so well, and the assumptions people make. Life out in Reservoir, further afield from the main hub of the inner north, the joys of coming home to your family after a big night of working, and the creation of Reservoir Stomp. So it's a great episode. It's a short episode. Uh, like I said, there's a bit of a time delay, so I'm really sorry about that. Um, the conversation's a bit jilted at the beginning because we kind of couldn't hear each other's responses uh, quite so fast, but it sort of gets into a rhythm eventually and I've done my best to sort of edit it to make it sound a lot clearer than it was. So that is all I have for you today. Like I said, jump on our Patreon page if you'd like to support. You can find the link on our Instagram bio. I really appreciate you all being here, as I say every week. All right, that's enough. Without further ado, here it is, Episode 7, Emma Peel. This is Mother Other and I am Amy Pearson. Um, 
I usually research people a bit before I talk to them and I didn't have as much time for you because it was a last minute sort of thing where I, I found you and thought, oh my God, you'd be perfect to interview before the festival. Um, so this is what I know about you. Uh, you're a radio personality in Melbourne, a DJ and MC, copywriter, is that right? Yes. Yep. Uh, co-curator of Reservoir Stomp and a mum. Um, yep, you're, also, you're also <laughs> a style icon with an incredible retro home, which I have seen in Spaces, the Frankie magazine sort of coffee table book. Yes, that's right. Um, and you've been featured on TV and lots of other things because of your exquisite fashion. So, yeah, thanks so much for um, coming on and chatting to me tonight. Pardon me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at your amazing home. Like, seriously, I'm in like a dark room. It's the... It's the lights off because it's horrible, this room. I don't like people to um, see all the mess behind me, you know. <laughs> That's what's great about it, just being voices <laughs> recorded though. <laughs> um, would you like to tell us who you're a mother to to start us off? I'm a mother to two girls, uh, Joni, who's three and a half years old, and Marsha, who's just about eight months old. Amazing. Great names too. They like fit perfectly in oh, with thanks. your whole life. I love it. Joni Mitchell reference, yeah? Yeah, because when I, we were waiting for Joni, actually, we um, my husband's a musician and he put his guitar in the hospital um, into Joni Mitchell's tuning and was playing um, Joni songs to calm me down, which was really lovely and very... Oh, that's perfect. ...meditative and beautiful, so... Yeah, it a, yeah. It's a quite an obvious mm. name, really. Um, was it a conscious decision for you to start a family? I think we both... Uh, always wanted to have children, but um, we never knew when would be the right time. And then we just decided no time was going to be the right time, so we might as well mm, just do it. That's so true. <laughs> um, but always in my mind, I thought, well, not always. That's to be fair. I reckon once I hit thirty, I thought I did want to have children. Before that, I was blasé. Yeah too busy living life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also never really met another or had another partner before I met Danny who was on the same page with that too or um, either that or it just didn't feel yeah. right to be yeah. having children with them. It's sort of like a recipe you need, hey, to have the right person and the right situation and everything. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Had you thought about it before previously when you were younger about like did you envision yourself as a mum ever no I didn't yep. I didn't envision myself as a mum interesting did you ever feel you needed to decide between your creative life and being a mum no I think I've been really lucky um in my career like if we talk about the formal side of my life working at the University of Melbourne it's just such a great place to work as a woman because they get it and they're really flexible um so there's that and then also my husband who's incredibly supportive and both we both have uh professional careers and then we also by night or by weekend we're creative types he does music i do my music things and what have you and we do school together so we understand the balance that's needed mm. both like having a family but also the, the need to be creatively fulfilled to live your best life, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're known for your, as I mentioned before, iconic style um, and your work in the music industry, which together form a pretty solid identity, I think. Do you feel a lot different now as a mother to how you felt before? Or do you think that that has sort of, you've stayed in the same sort of identity throughout that transition? Um, I think it's changed me, but I think it's kind of, I think it's enhanced me. <laughs> um, I just feel, I feel more sure of myself. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel kind of, yeah, powerful. Yeah. I suppose. And it also is really good at grounding me, mm. you know, um, the fact that I have, I'm lucky enough to have a beautiful family and a wonderful husband. It's it's very grounding. Whereas, I, so I can, I love being able to go out and be on and be DJing or emceeing or whatever I'm doing, and then know that I can come back and it's like my lovely grounding zen place, mm. which is very important to have that equilibrium. Yeah, I love that, and. Did you, once you became a mother, did you have to wrestle with any judgments about being a mum sort of in that music industry, like that lively? Yeah. yeah. Oh, constantly, even now. Really, um, yeah. It's one of, one of the things that really gives me the shits, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, I, when I got pregnant for the first time with Joni, it was, and again with Marsh, it's so interesting to um, experience the negativity people are very negative yeah and I think a lot of it's it's not intentional it's kind of like a subliminal thing I don't think people realize they're doing it but it's almost like uh there's a lot of projection that goes on I think where people go ah oh, almost like oh was that an accident or so there's mm. this weird kind of energy where people are not sure either not sure what to say because they think oh maybe didn't mean to get pregnant and oh whoops mm. that's bad for you or other people just expecting the worst like mm. oh so I suppose you won't be DJing anymore mm. or oh enjoy your sleep while it lasts and all oh, this kind yeah. of stupid stuff yeah so that was in the lead up mm. and then afterwards oh and then when I got really pregnant um too I was like obviously you know, like eight months, so heavily pregnant, people would be like, oh, my God, go you. I can't believe you're still DJing, but it was kind of in a, I don't know, not a pleasant way, like you know, just yeah. a little bit off about it. Then when I had Joni and, again, second time around when I had Marsha, people were just making assumptions all the time about um, what I'm capable of. So things like people would say and still say, um, oh, I didn't ask you if you wanted to DJ this gig because I know you're busy or, mm. um, you know, things things along those lines. Like, oh, yeah, you mm. must be so busy. So we ask someone else, just ask me, you mm. know. And I've yeah. put out a few rants online about that. And things have been <laughs> Oh, good. But it really, it really <laughs> annoys me. People don't ask yeah. me that, you know. Yeah, Why do they need to ask yeah. me yeah, that sucks, hey. It sucks that it's still like that now, yeah. like you'd think in this day and age. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Mm. And how did you go from um, having all that, f 
freedom and time to then marrying your sort of music life with being a mum? Um, first, it was a bit hard. Like, so when I had Joni, it was a bit like, oh, shit, I really, I've, you know, I've got to make the most of my time in between naps or whatever and just get super productive because prior to that, I'm sure most women can attest before having children, it's just like, you take your time, you're just chilling, you're doing whatever, having a cup of coffee and getting around yeah. to things. Um, but, you know, after I had Joan, it's like, shit, I know she's going to be down for like an hour nap. Let's do this, you know, whether it's my show for the weekend yeah. or doing whatever I need to do, like for the Reservoir Stomp or whatever behind the scenes. So um, initially it was a shock, but now I like it because you know, give me 15 minutes and I can do so much with it because, like, you snap out of mum mode and you're like, yeah. like okay, I've got to send these emails. Okay, I'm doing this. I'm <laughs> writing a blurb. I'm doing this copy. And yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah, I can relate to the that. The challenge, it's like the time. Challenge. Yeah, and it's always there. Hey, it's like you get to do it again every time they go down. It's great. Um, exactly. <laughs> can you talk about your experience um, of your own sort of I, the way you saw yourself through your pregnancy, your first pregnancy, did much change in terms of how you felt in yourself and what you were sort of putting out into the world? My first pregnancy was uh, quite difficult actually. Um, so you probably don't know this okay. because it probably doesn't appear anywhere in mine, but my first daughter um, – Joni was born very prematurely. Okay. So she was born at 24 weeks and five days. Wow. So um, one minute I was just getting into finally having a bump Mm. and um, feeling pregnant and the next minute I was in hospital um, uh, trying to save the baby. Wow. So I spent um, two weeks in hospital sort of lying backwards on a tilt to try and keep her in, (laughs) being monitored. And then um, I ended up getting an infection and and she had to be, I had to be induced. Mm. Um, And so that was, that was really traumatic and it um in the end we're really lucky because she's the perfect little girl mm. um but it really I, I think that whole experience really changed me a lot yeah it, it um the firstly just really <laughs> made me uh recognize that I don't know my body like I thought I did mm. you know because it's like well I'm pregnant I'm gonna go the whole nine months and then I'll have a baby and it's like oh what's going on mm. but then I also was in awe of my body as well just because uh, it, I hadn't had time to go to any um, birthing classes or anything like that and yet when uh, I was in labor my body just instinctively knew what to do and I yeah, I thought that was amazing. It is amazing, I still do. isn't it? It's so amazing. Yeah. I feel the same. Let's let's talk about Stomp. So how did the idea come about and did the idea come before or after you had your first baby? 
it came before just i think i might have been pregnant um i'm trying to think yeah i must have been pregnant um it came about because danny and i've been living in reservoir for around 10 plus years and we just noticed this gradual change from when we first moved in knowing knowing absolutely no one and just feeling like it was so far out no one would come and visit you and people would uh-huh. be like why are you living there yeah <laughs> why would you want to live in reservoir <laughs> to um gradually you know like we'd see um other musicians you like davy lane from umi and um, a few others just at the IGA or walking down the street and you'd be yeah. like, hey, and you wind your window <laughs> down and have a chat. And we thought, why don't we just put on a music festival in the neighbourhood, celebrating the neighbourhood mm. and the people that live in it and, you know, be great because for once we can just walk home after a gig. Yeah. <laughs> having to spend like 40 bucks on a taxi or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was kind of just, I mean, that was the idea really. Um, yeah. And it, very much at the heart of the Stomp is the fact that we're celebrating Reservoir as it is or as it evolves rather than let's put on a festival and show everyone what's cool. Um, mm. So it's it's very much um, centred around the community and our love of Reservoir because we, we love how Reservoir is. Um, yeah. The fact that it is still largely, oh, I guess, ungentrified in, in, mm-hmm. in pockets that still is and that it's like this really nice um, melting pot of like um, Greeks and Italians, elderly Greeks and Italians that will sling yeah. lemons over your fence and like young <laughs> families moving and it's really nice at the moment. It's so funny because I live in Reza as well and um, our landlord is Greek and we have lemon trees in the backyard so it's pretty much exactly what you just described. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a crazy um, tree. Yeah. It will not stop fruiting. <laughs> yeah. Like, lemon cordial can you make? <laughs> Do you think that your motherhood knowledge is utilised in a way that benefits Reservoir Stomp now? I noticed that it's kid-friendly as well, which is great for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the funny thing is when we started it, it was never our intention for it. Like it wasn't like let's do a family-friendly event. It was just like well, let's do an mm-hmm. event and it it became something that um, families comfortable coming to and bringing their kids to and it's you know it's at a bowls club so it's a nice environment for families to get together um and so i guess in some ways i think you know first couple of years maybe not so much but now that i've got two daughters i do think well what are what else could we do the kids might like you know because if their parents are busy talking to other adults or something you know kids get bored what else could we do that's a bit different so this year we've got box wars coming in to do like cardboard workshops with the kids and stuff so yeah but I would say overly oh, it's, it's more my my creative side that um informs the stomp rather than my mum's side if that yeah, makes sense yeah yeah definitely it's probably subliminally the mum side does but 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so unfortunately my baby's awake already. Thanks for waiting for me. That's all right. I was just doing my um, layout for the real estate billboard, actually. It's something I've still got to do for the stomp. Uh, ah, okay. <laughs> Good you found some something useful to do with your time. Um, it's funny because um, he's sort of doing that thing where he's waking up more frequently again at the moment. Um, and yeah. the only thing I can do to get him back to sleep is feed him. So I can't, like my husband's here, but he won't take a bottle. So I have to just Damn. do it. Yeah, it's annoying. That's, that's we so annoying. I know. He he actually went okay with the bottle the other day and I thought maybe it'll start working soon, but we haven't done it enough yet. And at night he gets really emotional about it. It's funny. All right. Yeah, so I think okay. we need to do it more in the day first and then hopefully it'll be a thing. But yeah. him into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, luckily both my girls have been really good with the bottle. Yeah, that's so. great because I, I just assumed he would be. And so we had all the stuff and then it was just like, nah, he's not taking it. Okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about um, Stomp and we are talking about the business. So how about DJing? Are you still DJing now? Did you DJ, like, how soon after the babies were born did you start doing that kind of stuff again? Um, so Marsha was, uh, sorry, Marsha was born in January and then I started DJing again in late March. Yeah, cool. I love it, straight back into it. Did you, like, feel sort of healed and everything after birth and you were ready to go and... I did, yeah. I rested up, so I took time off my radio show as well. I, I stopped the show in uh, early December and I didn't go back on until um, around the same time, so late March. And in that period I just did nothing. I just nested and, mm. you know, relaxed and just enjoyed being solely a mum and it was nice, but I was yeah. ready to to get back out in the world and... Yeah, I, I felt healed enough to do it. And it was good because, like, with DJing, I'm in and out, you know, if I want to be. It's, yeah. like, generally, like, an hour set, two hours max maybe. Yeah. So smash it out and then if I want to, which I, I did because, you know, I had to go home for the babies. I just get yeah. to go home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, hey, everyone, and then yeah. <laughs> back home. So yeah. Yeah, it is perfect. It's kind of like because I'm a photographer, so it's the same. It's like an hour shoot and I just feel like rejuvenated and it's like yes. you go straight back home to the baby yeah. and I'm excited to see him again as well. It's like, yay, I'm exactly. again. But, yeah, you need something. Um, and what does your industry life look like now with kids? Is it different other than, um, yeah, what you've said so far, I guess? I think not necessarily. I think I'm in a really lucky um, moment of, of my career, if I want to call it that, where I've done the really hard work. I've been DJing since I was 18 mm. um, and I've been doing my radio show. So that's, I mean, I've been DJing for over 20 years mm. <laughs> and I've been doing the show for over 11 years. So I've got enough of a profile now because of all the work that I've done where I can pick and choose which gigs I want to do. So 
it's like a perfect moment for me really because I, I've got a family so there's I get offered a lot of gigs and I can say well this weekend's already busy or I want to have this weekend just for us so no I, I won't do that gig and it doesn't harm my career if that makes sense because yeah. I'm already um established if I wasn't I think it would probably be different because it's very um it's still very cutthroat you know like if you if you're trying to get known and you miss a gig or you say you turn something down then it makes it harder to kind of pick mm. up afterwards yeah. yeah and do you now that you have sort of kids and you're doing so many other things at the same time do you feel a sense of overwhelm in your days sometimes yeah sometimes i try to describe it to my husband as um the mental load is sometimes really extreme yeah um and it's just it can be quite relentless mm -hmm. um so I don't get that much me time, but then I think, well, what is me time? If I if I have nothing to do, I feel really anxious and uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> this is something I need to do. Yeah. I've, ne I don't, I've never been like a Netflix and chill sort of person, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'd rather be doing a mix with my records or something or whatever, you know. Um, so yeah, does that answer your question? Probably. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, how do you how do you cope with it all? You know, because obviously, like you said, you don't like to just sit and relax because it's kind of hard, right? Especially when you've got so much going on in your head. So how do yeah. you cope with it all? Um. Yeah, I can get quite stressed sometimes. I think my I like to. I'm on maternity leave at the moment and one of my favourite things to do is, if say if Marsha's asleep, is just to go out in the garden. I've got a really beautiful garden. So I'm really enjoying just um, relaxing and just doing pottering around the garden or I'm also really into macrame and <laughs> macrame oh, yeah. for me is when my brain just goes silent and the mm. thoughts just roll over me like waves rather than locking in. Mm. Um, so I find that a good way to that sounds like the perfect calm yeah, down. perfect yeah. thing yeah. Um, and if you're talking purpose I know it's like a bit of a cheesy question but what parts of your life do you think make you feel the most fulfilled um, when I'm on stage I feel really fulfilled I feel uh, really vibrant I feel like I'm being me Mm. Um, but then also being a mum, so being around Marsha and, and seeing how she changes every day and being present when she is, you know, learning how to crawl or when Martha, when Joni is discovering something for the first time, it's, it's just, yeah, it makes me feel, it makes my heart explode. It's very beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. It's having not everything. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I mean, I know I have a lot of, there's a lot like motherhood doesn't define me. Mm. It's one of the many caps that I wear and I wear it very proudly. Um, but all the other caps that I do wear, it's like they give me purpose too. It's, it's yeah. my life's busy, but you know, it's not like I would cut anything out because it would be too hard um, mm. because everything 
sort of <laughs> piles up to give me this greater purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I completely understand what you mean. Um, and then what about, you know, we're talking the mental load and all of the things we have to do. Do you outsource anything? Do you outsource like care for your kids or cleaning or do you get help with your community in any way? Yeah, so we have a cleaner now because it was just, we have quite a big house, yeah. <laughs> which is like this two-storey 70s. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everything's yeah. an arch, as you can see behind me. Yeah. <laughs> like, hilarious, but it's really big. Um, and so we have, a, we have a cleaner that comes once a fortnight. Yeah. Um, and just goes over everything, and that's really good because I just, because I'm so busy, I think, well, do I enjoy cleaning? I mean, no one does. Yeah. Do I? No, I hate it. Yeah. And if we can afford to do it. We might as well just do it and then mm. everyone's happier and I'm happier and I get more time to spend with the kids and stuff. So that And your time is valuable too, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, I was thinking like about... Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about getting a cleaner too, even just like a small amount of time once a week or something because then you have more time to actually work on your own stuff, which is probably going to bring you in money anyway. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Take so much time. I mean, you could just, even though we have a cleaner that comes once a fortnight, she's she comes for like an hour or something. There's two of them that come for an hour. Mm -hmm. um, but even so, like throughout the week, you you're always tidying and yeah, putting things away. So you're still doing it, but it just means that you can relax a little bit on it and not yeah. be so obsessed about it yeah <laughs> I don't enjoy obsessing about cleaning yeah. I like to have a tidy house but I just yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I've been asking people what what things fall off the priority list sort of um I guess cleaning would be one of them considering like both of us are getting cleaners but is there anything else that you can think of that you kind of go oh well it's not as important as everything else so I'll just keep putting it off um <laughs> yeah sometimes my my health I'm quite bad with that actually you know mm. I get up in the morning and I've got to feed Marsha and then Joni's getting ready um to go to kinder or something and it, so it's I'm making her breakfast and I look after everyone else and then I come last you know yeah. so quite often um it'll be 10 o'clock and I'll be having my breakfast or something and I'll be like oh what's easy I'll have a piece of toast or yeah so um that's one thing that I'm better at this time around. First time around with Joni, I was terrible and I got quite sick. I got the flu. Mm. <laughs> Picked up all these bugs, particularly when I went back to work because I was just so run down. Yeah. So I'm more mindful of it this time around, that's for sure. But still, yeah, when things get pretty hectic. It's yeah, a lot of mums say the same thing. It's one of those things we sort of put ourselves last, unfortunately. Do you do anything sort of for yourself? Do you have any sort of... I guess, self-care type things that you do to sort of keep you feeling good and feeling like you're on the sort of straight and narrow? Yeah. Um, I like to do Pilates. I like to keep fit. Yeah. So um, I'll do Pilates or spin class or something. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, spin class. <laughs> cool. Me yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Me yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and also just one of my favourite things to do is just to have a nice bath with oh. a glass of wine. Mm. That's my favourite thing to do. Yeah. It's like this big treat 
when everyone's gone to bed and I've successfully put the babies down and maybe Danny's got a gig or something, I'm like, hell yeah, pull the bar. Yeah, I Mom's love that too. <laughs> <laughs> Living it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, can you name any other mums who are doing amazing stuff that you admire? Um, Nicole Cleary, who also lives in Reservoir. She's a, an amazing photographer. Oh, cool. She's a mum. Cool. Um, she's really cool. Vicky Woods, who used to work for Darabin Arts and did some amazing stuff while she was there with um, the Darabin Music Feast. Unfortunately, she's um, now resides in Sydney, but she's, yeah, she's cool. a gun as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Everyone, yeah, all the new mums that I know are just handling it so well and, mm. you know, cause it's not easy. It's not, um, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're the ones that stick out in my mind at the moment. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. And um, what have you learned from motherhood, do you think? Um, the importance of laughter <laughs> um, and unfiltered silliness I guess yeah <laughs> the thing that I love about um my kids and Joni particularly because she's now at an age where you know she communicates and is just she's so hilarious is you know being able to be silly with them and yeah. you sort of lose that when when you get busy or just as you get older you just think oh don't do that or I shouldn't <laughs> do this or you know so it's really yeah. good to have a partner time again yeah. to be a bit of a goose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is nice. I love it. I love watching ABC Kids and then we Joni has this thing where she does um the Hey Dougie dance. You know how he comes out from his little um from his hut and he, he does this little dance and she <laughs> the favourite thing so we do the Dougie dance. Yeah, it's yeah, that would be one of the big things for me is just um um learning to love my silly side and yeah. not to be serious. I think yeah. when I was younger, I was so fixated on doing things perfectly and not being silly and always being like spot on. And mm. I just don't have time for it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel happier. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I go out and DJ and stuff, like I'm together and stuff, but I'm not like, I'm not obsessing over it about yeah. how I used to obsess over it and I just feel much calmer and happier in myself. Yeah, that's And that okay. comes, from, comes from being a mum, I'm sure. Yeah, amazing. And what about uh, mistakes? Have you learned from mistakes during motherhood, do you think? Uh, I mean, I know everyone learns from mistakes, but what mistakes specifically sort of stand out for you? Um, I can't think of anything. That's okay. I probably worded the question really badly. I had an no, idea in my no, head and it all came out weird. <laughs> I'm not at my peak, I've got to say. Neither I'm am I. You like how I can put a sentence together. Oh, no, you do, you've done great. What's next for you is my next question. Just to roll out Reservoir Stomp successfully for mm. this year. It's, um, I'm looking exactly, forward to it. It's exactly two months from today so yep. it's pretty crazy so that's really that's really my focus at the moment mm. and um 
we'll see where it goes from there. My husband and I, as part of the Stomp this year, we've got together a bunch of local musicians and we're, um, we've taken the poems of um, playwright Barry Dickens, who was a, he grew up in Reservoir in the 50s, and he's written poems about growing up in Reservoir, which are really terrific, and we've um, turned them into songs. Oh, wow. So that's kind of like a another layer to this year's festival. So we're debuting that at the Stomp this year. But mm. so we'll see where that goes post-Stomp too. Yeah, cool. Um, how far in advance do you sort of start planning it, Stomp? The Stomp uh, in February. Wow, so it's a big yearly, yeah. Yeah. So our downtime really, once, once the Reservoir Stomp concludes, pay all our bills and do all that stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wind it up we go on our holidays yeah it's very relaxing and then we start thinking about the lineup um and what have you in february and yeah cool it ticks along from there yeah um, and when we get to this point in the year things get pretty yeah. easy yeah yeah but it's well, always on our minds we're always thinking who are we gonna get next year and writing a list and yeah you know, it's exciting yeah yeah well thanks so much for um being a guest on mother other today because i know you've got so much going on especially with the two months to go until the festival so i'm really looking forward to seeing all of your work in the flesh because i haven't actually been before oh cool so yes yeah, yeah. my first time yeah i'm excited yeah it should be good we'll all right we'll have a fabulous night I will. I hope uh, everyone stays asleep for you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be in touch. Thanks again for taking time out. Okay, no worries. Thank you. See, See you later. later. Bye. Bye.